0: Health Insurance 2.0 is proud to announce its one-of-a-kind podcast series speaking to the evolution of the modern employee. Surveys show that over 60% of all future hires will be done remotely. Stay tuned as we discuss this phenomenon and provide value insight to challenges human resources and administrative personnel face in a new post-pandemic reality. Without further ado, welcome to Health Insurance 2.0 and BetterGroupHealth.com.
1: Hello, and thank you for listening to our podcast series, Health Insurance 2.0 and Custom Insured. My name is Cal. I'm one of the founding fathers of Custom Insured, and it'll either be myself or my business partner, Dimmick, um, discussing the arrival of the remote employee, which we consider an evolution of the workforce employee. More than 60% of all businesses plan on hiring their employees remotely or offsite moving forward. Uh, this is a pivotal change that has never really happened before and really wasn't contemplated prior to the pandemic. So in this particular podcast series, we'll be speaking with other professionals about how to properly introduce or onboard these clients, uh, what the day-to-day operations look like, about extending proper benefits and having the right communication standards to be able to meet these employees. Now uh, we're specifically speaking to human resource and administrative personnel and how to integrate this uh, these employees moving forward. Thank you for listening to this uh, podcast series and uh, let's jump into it. Hello and welcome to our second installment of Health Insurance 2.0 where we're discussing the workforce evolution of the workforce employee. Um, Over 60% of all future hires are going to be done remotely. So this is going to be uh, quite the burden for uh, a lot of companies to adapt to this. So this podcast series is going to help with that transition. Um, So today on the phone, we have Jeffrey Jackson with us with Heartland Payroll. Jeffrey, if you'd uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice.
0: Hi, Cal. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Um, So I have been in the payroll industry for uh, about 8 years helping businesses do all the things that to, to help keep their employees happy and help build their culture internally so uh, the things that besides what they do from a business perspective on a day to day building their content and widgets you know I help them with their human resources with payroll with um, integrating their benefits into their payroll to, to save them time and money. So that's what I do on a day to day basis, speaking with businesses of all different sorts in many different industries from, you know, one employee or one owner employee all the way up to hundreds of employees. So, um, it's very important for me to, to make sure I understand what their needs are and, um, help them find things that so that they can hit their business goals and aren't held back. Um, And can keep building their company culture, which is so important and often unfortunately overlooked. But uh, if your company culture is not good, uh, it, it, it can really hurt you everywhere, right? In your business.
1: Okay, fair enough. So, given that vast experience, um what would you what would be your advice for human resources and administrative personnel on the integration of these remote employees? Um it's a completely different dynamic seeing someone face-to-face, handshake to handshake so to speak versus, you know, on virtual interaction. So, based on your experience, what what would be your advice for uh for those those type of employees?
0: Sure, sure. So, uh, 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 I think it starts with um, with most companies, right? They are um, transitioning a lot of their brick-and-mortar uh, employees to becoming remote first, right? And then they're hiring re- remote employees. So I think it's important, right, to really communicate um, the excitement they have to, to help their employees go remotely, but also really communicate what policies are going to put in place and why those are important. So, it's important to spend some time and update their employee handbook. It's important to really take a look at how they are going to bring those employees or keep those employees into the fold when it comes to company culture, right? So, if you're having meetings, right, it's important per se, to potentially not have two meetings, right, like for your, company, your employees that are at your location and um, that are online, it's important to be able to say, okay, we're going to have one meeting, we're going to release the information at the same time to all those employees so that they feel like they are part of the company culture, and it's important to have those tools in place. So you really have to look at, okay, do I have all the tools that... Um, my remote employees need to feel like they are in the office every day, right? So that's super important. Do I have the policies in place to make sure that my employees are doing everything that they need to do and it's clear, right, that um, what they should be doing while they're working? right, um so I, I think that is uh, the most important places to start, right, like you know, do I have the communication tools in place? Do I have the communication plan right, and then then again, um, do I have everything in the background that my employees need? so uh, I think that's where you should start as a business with remote
1: employees. No, I agree a hundred percent, and I think the the biggest bugaboo a lot of these uh, companies are gonna have is. The concept of being, I guess, uh, um, being a sumptive for a, a lack of a better word. Um, so, you know, when the employee comes on, I think that a lot of human resource and admin are kind of going to uh, autopilot, so to speak, thinking that they'll come in my office when they ask that question, where it's assuming that they're going to take on the role of the in-office employee, when they're going to have to take steps to be able to open up that communication, because if that's done on the fly then unfortunately that remote employee might interpret that as a, uh, as a different signal. Right. Um, I I also think that uh, it's important for, you know, uh, uh, maybe uh, set a certain time aside per day where the employee is asked to come up with a couple of questions, even if they don't have questions. Where it, it's assumed that there's going to be questions every day that need to be uh need to be addressed, so that employee doesn't feel like they're bothering them or having to t- touch them on the shoulder, because there, there is no water cooler talk for a remote employee. There is no tapping the guy on the desk next to you or, you know, popping your head in the office like you were saying earlier. So I agree. I think that's going to be a a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely.
0: And it's unfortunate. I think most companies that have a brick and mortar location, right, where their employees come to, um, a lot of times their uh, employee onboarding is much more lax than it should be. They figure, okay, well, well, you know, we'll get them in the office. They'll ask questions. We'll get them engaged with what they're doing, and we'll just kind of work through that process. They'll ask the questions that they have. We'll give them a packet of stuff, and um, the things that are important to them, they'll pull out of it. Well, you know, that old school thought process is not a good one, especially when it comes to remote employees, and so it really exposes the the weak points there. So it, it's very important to to make sure that you have a strong onboarding process because that really sets the tone, right, uh, for your employees. And if it's not good, you won't have those employees that um, you hire and then retire with you, right? Um, they'll get – they'll feel off from the beginning. So um, that yeah. cannot
1: be overlooked. No, I agree. And uh, part of that, um, when you're talking about the packets and everything, is making sure that there's a smooth transition with that, that digital approach to be able to show that remote employee. Um, I, I do want to address that in a couple of minutes about the onboarding process, but first, uh, based on our last conversation we had, um, I wanted to share with our audience a little tidbit that you help employers with that most are kind of aware, um, unaware of, I know we weren't aware of it and it has to do with the, uh, if I'm saying this right, the employee credit with the paycheck, uh, protection or the PPP loans. If you tell the audience a little bit more about how you help with that and, uh, and how they can get that, that credit sooner than later. Sure. So, uh,
0: that's a great point, Cal. So let me go through that. So um, last year, um, the CARES Act was passed. So the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act um, was signed in the lo- uh, into legislation to provide relief to employers and employees as a result of COVID-19. Now, that was a, a great program, and one of the main facets of it was PPP loans. So everybody's heard of the Paycheck Protection Program loans that were available. But what many people didn't realize was there was another part of that act called the Employee Retention Credit, right? So the Employee Retention Credit was offered as a refundable tax credit to be used against um, certain employment taxes equal to 50% of qualified wages and employee health plan expenses um, for part of the year and essentially, that that was a great benefit. And at the beginning of the year, um, companies couldn't use, they couldn't receive a PPP loan and the employee retention credit, but that was changed at the end of the year and they extended the employee retention credit to December. Well, at the beginning of this year, Right um, There was a consolidated appropriations Act, so I won't spend too much time on the name of these acts and stuff, but that extended the credit through June, right and increased the amount of the credit to up to 70 percent. So now that credit, it went from being 50 uh, percent of the first 10,000 dollars in wages that um, employees make for 2020 um, to being 70 percent. Of the first ten thousand dollars in wages per quarter um, for employees for the whole year potentially right so if you qualify for um, ERC for this year right for each quarter you can get back a credit of up to seven thousand dollars per quarter per employee for up to twenty eight thousand dollars per year right so that can be a substantial boost um, for any business that qualifies. And so that's something that we work through with our clients, right, at no extra charge. Um, we hope that our clients will be able to use that money to pay their employees, keep their employees on board, do things that they need to do, right, in this very competitive environment because it's, it's been hard for businesses to rehire, right? So we help them. Uh, Get that money, right? And they can go back and get the money for last year. And that's something I've been helping clients get, you know, up to $5,000 per employee for last year plus the up to $7,000 per quarter this year and put that into their business so that they can remain solvent and successful going through 2020.
1: Yeah, that is a huge perk. Um, it seems like you just kind of, kind of comp- one element compounds on top of the other, and that's uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that it is pretty significant. Um, we'll go ahead and address a little bit more about that and, and how to contact you at the end of the show. But I, I wanted to circle back around when you were talking earlier about how important it is for the onboarding process, and that that's where. Where uh, um, the feedback we're getting from our clients, as well as you know about re, about onboarding these these new employees, is like is just like you said, there is no um, brochure to be able to hand those employees when you're dealing remotely. It all has to be digitalized and go that route. So, what essentially happens is you're asking an HR and an administrator to. Um, redirect their way of doing things and kind of throw them off balance a little bit and make sure that it's sent to them and have several employees are sending these packets out to and make sure they follow back and that can be, uh, be, uh, overbearing pretty quick. So what we've done is we created a. Group portal that's secured for all the employees that administrator can task these out to. So even if there's 20 employees they're bringing on, they'll know exactly which step of each process that the employee's on. For example, with group health benefits, there's usually about three to four stages. They'll be able to, you have the initial application, then you have the follow up and of course, whatever department that application's in. And then of course, the, the mailing of the policies. So that's what that's what uh, we wanted to uh, um, um, convey to HR is to let them know that, look, you know, if it's done right, this could be a huge benefit and a game changer for the workforce industry. However, there are going to be some um, some obstacles to be able to onboard these and without the right resources, unfortunately, it can be a, a point of struggle. So that's why we wanted to create that. And on top of that, um, we have a medical billing specialist that will contact each and every employee and ask them who their doctor is so we can let the doctor know of what their group health plan is, about how to properly bill it and have a point of contact if there's ever any billing issues. And then our 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 medical billing specialist is proficient in coding and balanced billing. So they can get to the root of all evil pretty quickly and see all the coding platforms that they have as well. So it kinda knocks off eighty percent of the problems up front, which in turn will a lot for much more time for those administrative personnel to be able to redirect to other activities like recruiting, etc. So you know it's like you were saying earlier, being able to integrate that onboarding process. Um, if you're not used to how it works, and there that employee's not sitting in front of you, it's a little bit more of a challenge than what I think a lot of people are realizing. And, and I'm, I'm glad we're able to discuss all this to be able to show as a uh, um, as a point of reference. Definitely, Cal. Uh, I mean, I think
0: digital onboarding is the way of the future. It is important, especially for consistency, because what I've seen is out in the marketplace, in some cases, some clients onboard very well or they've done it very well in the past um, with, you know, going through that old traditional way, like, oh, here's your thing of papers. But, you know, that employee, that HR rep gets promoted, right, and so then it's someone else doing it, and then they lose that consistency, and those employees don't get that warm and fuzzy feeling. So having a documented onboarding process that is digitally controlled, that um, you can see where people are in the process, and that is consistent, um, and where they acknowledge where they're in the path, I think is – key, right, to making sure that no employee gets left behind because then those employees leave left behind. And as you mentioned, you know, I, I deal a lot with companies and helping them coordinate like their onboarding process, like, you know, um, in some cases hiring their employees and posting those jobs and doing applicant tracking to electronically onboarding them with the things like their W-2 and work opportunity tax credit questions, um, et cetera. Then moving on to, uh, so they don't have to do that uh, when they come in their first day. They can work on the actual business to acknowledging the employee handbook and some of those key policies. So, um, it's so, so important to make sure that people have a consistent experience and that they are aware of the things that are important to you as a business to build your culture. and. Um, as you well know, Cal, like, uh, health insurance is the number one benefit that people are looking for. So, it is. Um, yeah. You guys really have a, a key part of that process because um n- I don't come across very many clients that are well equipped uh, to handle, uh, that portion of the business, or I should say, no clients like that I've dealt with. Like uh, you know, I, I used to
1: work for a health insurance company back in the day, but uh, even there, some the, of their policies were as consistent. Right. Well, that's been, let's be real. What happened? I mean, if there hadn't been a pandemic, there's no way this would have ever happened. I mean, there's no way the businesses would have said, "Okay, you know what? We're okay hiring all remote. We're going to create a hybrid model for our employees." It's just not. It wouldn't. There's no way it would have been contemplated. So we consider that a rapid evolution. And, and what you were saying about having a process where it's repeatable, almost automated, so anyone can step in and push that go button. That is just crucial as far as day-to-day operations and integrating that into your culture. And it's amazing how much more time that'll save. So um, I do appreciate all your feedback. Jeffrey, if you let the crowd know a little bit more about how to contact you for your services, and then uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, um, um, call the show from there. Sure. So um,
0: people can get a hold of me directly. Uh, and two friends, you can email me at... Jeffrey dot jackson at heartland dot us. Again, that's Jeffrey, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y dot Jackson at Heartland dot us. Or they can also call me at 585-209-0749. Again, that's 585-209-0749. And um, we'll talk about uh, what you guys are doing, how we can help you, what can help you be more competitive in the marketplace as far as what you're doing from a benefit standpoint, what you're doing for recruiting, how you're handling HR, and is your payroll doing the most it can for, for you in the terms of things like employee retention credits or work opportunity tax credits and some of the other things that are really overlooked that can really help you get the most out of your payroll.
1: Awesome. Thanks for the feedback. And for the rest of our listeners, if you want to learn more about how to integrate a standard of health insurance 2.0, you can check us out at bettergrouphealth.com and uh, reach us at 833-456-2379. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. And there's many more podcasts to come. Thanks for listening.
0: Stay tuned for other podcasts soon to follow. For more information, check us out at BetterGroupHealth.com.